Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, July 3rd, 5.32 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures up seven and three quarters at 5.02 and a half. November soybeans up 42 cents at 13.85 and a quarter. December Chicago wheat up three quarters of a cent at 6.70 even. December Kansas City wheat up five and a half at 8.05 and three quarters. December spring wheat down four at 8.22 and a half. Mackenzie, we had a blockbuster of a USDA report out on Friday. Why don't we start there? You bet. U.S. soybean plantings were drastically lower than expected. USDA shocked the trade on Friday, estimating U.S. soybean plantings at 83.5 million acres, down sharply from March intentions of 87.5 million acres. Compared to March intentions, almost every major soybean state saw a reduction in soybean acreage. Soybean futures rallied sharply on the news. The June 30th estimates are based primarily on farmer surveys conducted during the first two weeks of June. Absolutely incredible uh, print in terms of the acreage number for soybeans. This is a game changer. It, it's, it's a huge deal in terms of the balance sheets, supply and demand, how this is all going to pencil out. The price action is phenomenal. So we had our crop scare event where we rallied from a low of $11.30 November futures up to $13.78. We then sold off on better, you know, crop prospects, improved weather, whatever. And now you've got this sharp rally. We rallied what a dollar and twenty cents just in two trading days on this news. So this is a super friendly deal. When you look at the state by state breakdown for soybeans uh, versus March intentions, North Dakota lost nine hundred thousand soybean acres versus March intentions. Illinois lost eight hundred thousand. Iowa down four hundred thousand in soybeans. Missouri down four hundred thousand. Kansas down three fifty. Nebraska down two fifty. Ohio down two hundred. Wisconsin down. 200, uh, Minnesota down 50. A lot of people would ask, like, why are the acreage numbers so volatile? Uh, these numbers, both the March numbers and these June numbers, are primarily based on surveys, which were conducted during the first two weeks of June in this case. And uh, you saw some switching of plans. I had thought for a while, my thought, and I've talked about this in these videos for a long time through the winter and the spring. I was like, why haven't why hasn't the soybean market made any attempt to buy acres? It never really did. Corn penciled better uh, all through the winter and through the spring. And I think the market got this wrong. I think this is an instance where the market simply got it wrong. It should have made an attempt to buy soybean acres. It never did. And uh, now we're in this messy situation where you've got too many corn acres, not enough soybean acres to go around. Let's get to the corn acres. So U.S. corn plantings were larger than expected. USDA pegged planted corn acreage at 94.1 million, up sharply from March intentions of 92 million. Almost every major corn growing state saw an increase versus March intentions. Corn acres were expanded by 150,000 in North Dakota, a state where many believed that acres would be lost due to adverse planting conditions. I always talk about how everybody gets the acreage numbers wrong, like every report, but this one was especially bad. When you look at the state-by-state -state stuff, um, Illinois picked up 500,000 versus March. South Dakota picked up 300,000. Iowa picked up 300,000. North Dakota picked up 150,000. As you mentioned, a lot of people thought 
North Dakota corn acreage would decline due to late planting. That did not happen to any extent. Uh, Minnesota up 50,000. Corn price action is absolutely terrible. So you had this big rally from 490 uh, in uh, Dece corn futures in May. We rallied to almost $6.30 here just, uh, what, a week or two ago. And then overnight, we went down, ran some stops below the old low, below 490 and three quarters, and we've bounced back a little bit. But this is like the opposite scenario um, versus soybeans. Like we've got an incredibly bearish situation here. We've got too many acres. We've now got, um, a lot of people would argue, improved crop prospects given the weather. We'll get to that here in a second. But um, this this is a crazy deal. I don't know if I've ever seen it uh, this extreme where a report was so incredibly bullish for one crop yet so incredibly bearish for the other. Uh, pretty incredible stuff here from USDA out on Friday. So every day is a good day to be a premium subscriber of our content, but report day is especially uh, especially a great day to be a subscriber. Joe, can you elaborate on the video you put out on Friday? Uh, on report day, every time there's a report, I have a video blasted out within, usually within 20 minutes of the release, and uh, we'll run through essentially the highlights, the high-level stuff, and then we get into more analysis and that sort of thing in the newsletter. Our newsletter, our email guys, goes out about 5 a.m. Central Time every single business day. Uh, myself and Mackenzie, we're up at 4 in the morning uh, putting this thing together, so if you're looking for some super early information every day, not only are the videos great, but uh, the newsletter uh, comes out super early and has everything that you need to see from overnight headlines to uh, charts, graphics, all that stuff. We had another video last week. Is there precedent for a, a July corn rally? This was kind of a historical study. I looked at the technical setup right now in the corn market versus other years. Is there precedent to see some sort of rally uh, from these uh, July uh, lows. And then, um, of course, on Sundays, we've got another two or three weeks of doing this. During June and July, we do a pre-open weather update. These are out uh, Sunday night, about 6 p.m. Central, before the market's open. If you guys want to see the premium stuff, uh, email, newsletter, uh, videos, all that stuff, go to standardgrain.com this morning. You can sign up with your credit card. It takes about a minute on your phone or computer. 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee. No other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, guys. Uh, check that deal out this morning. June 1st, stocks of U.S. Corn, so corn, soybeans, and wheat were slightly smaller than expected. Despite lower-than-expected stocks, traders note that disappearance for the quarter was down versus the same period last year for both corn and soybeans. The stock numbers were friendly, but certainly not the big price driver on Friday. Yeah, this was not the deal Friday. I mean, this is friendly-ish, I guess, but this this is not the deal. Um, stocks are down versus last year. We had a light crop last year, but uh, disappearance for the quarter, as you mentioned, uh, was down. So a lot of people said, how how can we have lighter stocks? You know, all this talk about demand being so poor down, or st stocks are down versus a year ago. And yeah, they are. And a lot of that has to do with the light crop, but the demand um, is, is also down uh, versus the same period a year ago. But the acreage number is a much bigger deal than the stocks numbers on Friday. Uh, weekend rains fell across large areas of Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio. Northern Missouri and southern Iowa also saw substantial rainfall. Some of these rains were accompanied by high winds and crop damage. The forecast offers additional rain for the western Corn Belt and U.S. Plains over the next five days. The Euro model calls for widespread rain to return to the U.S. Corn Belt this weekend. And then we've got, um, you know, your six to 10, eight to 14 day uh, outlooks. 
favor odds of above normal precipitation. So this is absolutely a shift in the forecast and the pattern toward a wetter type deal. Now the next five days are going to be dry again um, in like Illinois and eastern Iowa, Indiana, this like circle that kind of had been dry, this pocket that includes Illinois kind of at the center of it is going to be dry again for another five days, the way that it looks. And then you'll see some rains, you know, western Iowa, uh, Minnesota, and they didn't really catch rains in southern Minnesota over the weekend. A lot of, uh, say, South Dakota, uh, Nebraska, down into Kansas, Oklahoma, we'll see some rains, maybe a little bit of Missouri. But then the Euro says this weekend rains are going to come back. And over the next 10 days, you're going to see some pretty widespread coverage. So, I mean, the, the weather, if anything, for me, is is a bearish looking indicator but for the moment this morning we're still digesting those acreage numbers in regard to soybeans in particular i'm actually i'm not surprised that the corn market's bounced back i suppose it's it's kind of um uh, just riding the coattails of the soybean market here for the moment but uh the weather points to for, for me probably improving crop conditions if anything Large money managers continue to be net long the corn and soybean markets. CFTC released weekly commitment of traders data on Friday. During the week ending June 27th, the funds were net buyers of 700 contracts of corn. They were net buyers of 16,000 contracts of soybeans, and they were also net buyers of 145,000 contracts of SRW wheat for the week. Uh, I think that number you have is wrong. It's like 36,000 SRW. Um, In any case, in any case, um, so on Friday, just Friday alone, it was estimated that funds were net sellers of 30,000 contracts of corn, net buyers of 20,000 contracts of soybeans, and net sellers of 5,000 contracts of SRW wheat. So in real time, I don't know, in real time, as of Friday's close, uh, funds were estimating, funds were estimated to still be net long, like 15,000 contracts of corn. So they could be, I mean, I don't know, these numbers are always wrong. They could be flat real time. They could be just modestly long real time. Probably net long 100,000 contracts of soybeans at least um, as of Friday's close and and still net short a lot of SRW wheat. So um, yeah, funds could be back to flat in the corn market. uh, that report or very close to it. USDA reported a flash sale of U.S. soybeans to China on Friday. U.S. exporters sold 132,000 metric tons of soybeans to China for delivery during the 2023-2024 marketing year. This is the second flash sale of soybeans to China China this year, which now totals 238,000 metric tons. This is just a run-of-the-mill, like, normal-type business to China. Um, Our new crop book of exports is absolutely terrible. We talked about this on Friday. I think new crop uh, soybean sales or the book of sales, it's down, like, 75% versus the same period a year ago. So, yeah, the acreage numbers are super friendly, and and the market is reacting to that. But at the same time, we do have some problems on the demand side of the uh, soybean balance sheet. And actually, it's kind of more, like, twofold. We're going to continue to see... Uh, record crush numbers or close to record crush numbers in regard to beans. And that's more than half of your demand base. But the export portion is really struggling and may continue to struggle given this uh, rally in prices, uh, given that big Brazilian crop. And then we're gonna have to see what happens in South America, uh, you know, this fall into this winter. Uh, What did the cattle market do last week? Yeah, they headed for the moon on Friday mm-hmm. as corn futures tumbled. Uh, feeder cattle futures closed an average of 403 higher on Friday. They were up anywhere from 315 to 520 higher. Live cattle futures closed an average of 151 higher. Uh, they were up anywhere from 65 cents to 267. Week over week as of Friday, feeder cattle futures gained an average of $11.10 and live cattle futures were up an average of $3.68. Choice box beef closed on Friday, th- 33 cents lower, uh, ending the day at 327.72. Select was 355 lower at 293.63.
Outside markets this morning, guys, U.S. dollar is up just a little bit. Stocks are mixed. Uh, bonds are mixed. Gold's off 10 bucks. Crude oil's up 70 cents in the August WTI at 71.33. Uh, following a normal close in the grain markets today, uh, we will be closed tomorrow for the 4th of July, of course. Markets will not reopen until Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, so there is no uh, Tuesday night trade. Everybody have a great day today. Uh, we will have a podcast on Wednesday. We'll talk to you then.